Hi, I'm Patrick Finley. He's Mark Potash. This is Hallis Intrigue, the Chicago Bears podcast. We're at Potsy. Coming up, we will talk about what we did see and didn't see here at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis and what the Bears may do in their final preseason game. All of that and more coming up on Hallis Intrigue. Potsy 24-17 in an otherwise fairly meaningless uh, preseason game. Matt Eberflus ensured that it would be such when he sat Every starter except for Jack Sanborn, I guess. Uh, the Colts. And Tyreek Stevenson. And Tyreek Stevenson, if you want to list the starters in, in nickel formation. Well, yes. no, he's, a, he's a base uh, quarterback. He's a base defense quarterback. This is not how we want to start the podcast, but I think right. if, you, if you had two corners on the field, would Kyler would you move Kyler Gordon outside instead of? No, he uh, did Kyler Gordon. That's the whole theme of uh, preseason is that he's a dedicated slot corner. He does not okay. play outside. Okay. He wants to play outside, right. but he doesn't. Okay, that notwithstanding, Bears play one and a half starters today. The Colts, uh, the Bears had announced that on Thursday night. The Colts, uh, very last second today, decide to do more or less the same thing. Anthony Richardson doesn't play. Most of their starters don't play. So what you've got, Potsy, is second, third, and fourth stringers going up against each other. Not a whole lot of guys uh, on the field today are going to be difference makers for the Bears this season. But a couple of them were. And I want to talk about Tyreek Stevenson, who you just brought up, and also Roshan Johnson, and I want to do it in order. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson uh, had an interception go through his hands. He had a late hit. Uh, I think his second personal foul in two weeks, I believe. But he also looks completely um, comfortable in his role as a starting outside corner What'd you make of his second showing in the NFL? Yeah, nothing's defining uh, for him. Uh, he, he's a really talented guy. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to make bigger mistakes in the games, and he's going to learn more from them and get better. I'm pretty convinced of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's pretty clear why uh, why they really pinpointed him in the draft mm-hmm. and um, traded up to get him. Yes, when they were. When they when they valued their draft capital, like you know, that was the only trade they made that went up. Everything else was down. So they they really wanted him for this defense, and I think they feel good about it. And I'm not, I don't even think a game you know a game like this doesn't tell me a whole lot because it's backups against backups. And the Bears had some really good rookies out there, but either good or bad, I don't think there's too much you can say from a game like this where it's just I got to tell you, Pat. The intensity, just the, just the whole aura of preseason football has really dropped a lot. It's just not the same as it used to be. And I think Eberflus's attitude is is exactly that. It re, you know, reflects that. And so anyway, so I guess the question is, you know, what do we see out there? Um, I guess what I'm saying is I don't make any grand uh, evaluations out of anything I saw. Um, I don't think this changed anything. I guess the only interesting thing was the backup quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. Which came up afterwards, and it, it gets really interesting because how can you play a division two quarter? How can you put a division two quarterback as even your second or even third quarterback? I'm talking about Tyson Bajan, but yet I don't think it's ever I've ever seen it more clear where one guy has a much better comfort level with the offense and running the NFL offense than Bajan over PJ Walker, who might you know who's obviously proven in the league, but just hasn't looked it so far and and. Uh, anyway, that was the one thing I got out of this was that it might be there might be some intrigue as far as that goes. I think PJ Walker is their is their guy, and I think he will be because of his experience. But that was the one thing. I, I, nothing else I saw 
uh, either really good or bad really made that much of an impression on me as far as being defining and really being something you could say this happened that uh, I think is going to be the same in the regular season. It's funny you bring that up, Potsy, because that's what I wrote about in the Sun-Times. P.J. Walker's bad performance for the second week in a row. Uh, this time he was one for six, got sacked twice, threw for six yards, and a passer rating of 39.6. Not good stuff. He was even worse in week one. I think his pass rating was in the 18s or 19s, something like that. And you combine that with the fact that, at least to me, on the backfields at Hallis Hall, he hasn't looked particularly good. And you begin to wonder whether the Bears have the worst backup quarterback in the NFL. Now, if Justin Fields gets hurt, they're probably screwed either way, to be honest. But, um, you know, there is value to giving your quarterback a support system. Uh, and that support system is typically a veteran. Now, he's making $4 million over two years. About half of that's guaranteed. To me, that more than anything else, even though the Bears can afford it, I think that tells you he's going to be the second stringer. But he is not playing better than the third or fourth stringer, and I'm not sure it's close. Yeah, I think the I think the experience is the biggest factor. I think the big the big fear would be uh, if they kept who I think has been uh, Bajan, who's been the best at least through two, through games that are not really like I, I just said. I just got through saying these games really don't tell you a whole lot, but uh, so it's hard to make even that, that draw that conclusion. But, um, yeah, I, I just think experience, uh, uh, P.J. Walker's experience, uh, you know, I, we joke about this, but, you know, he beat Tom Brady last year. He outplayed Tom Brady in real situation. He's got more – he's got a bigger skin on the wall than, uh, than, any, than anybody, than maybe even uh, Justin Fields. Yeah, probably. Uh, if, you look at it, if you look at that game last week, Carolina against uh, Tampa Bay. So – uh, I do think it's based on that kind of thing, the experience. He will be the backup quarterback, unless something comes up in but, in, in in the waiver wire. Right. But uh, but anyway, it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting thing because if you did look, if you were if you were said this, if you just took away all their, if you just went in blind, not knowing who was who, you'd say that Bajan is the best backup quarterback on this team. Probably right? not knowing yeah. anyone division two or beat Tom Brady. If you took all that away, did just went in blind mm-hmm. and didn't know you would say that uh, Bajan was the best quarterback. Yeah. But it just it just it's unfortunately I just don't think that's the way it works. Bajan's a rookie from Shepherd's University, a Division Two program, as you said. Uh, no quarterback in the history of the NCAA at any level has ever thrown more touchdown passes. Nobody in D two has ever thrown for more passing yards. This guy is super accomplished. He's six three. Throws a little sidearm, so he's Joe Flacco-ish. If you're trying to envision hey, him in your mind, Patrick Mahomes throws side, throw sidearm. It's a revelation, <laughs> Pat. I mean, come on. But well, I, let's put it this way: he looks comfortable. He looks comfortable. He's not overwhelmed by the moment. He looks comfortable in this offense. He looks comfortable at this level. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got that going for you, going for him. Uh, but I mean, we have no idea how they're analyzing it, and I'm pretty sure, like I said, that. They still see P.J. Walker as their guy, although didn't Eberflus kind of open the door a little bit? I asked him the question, Potsy, uh, and I'll tell you what he said. Uh, is second string open? I think everything's open right now. I really yeah. do. I think if you have a closed mind, if somebody's rising or executing, you never yeah. put a ceiling on any player. That might be coach speak, Potsy. That very well could be yeah. coach speak. Yeah. But he could have shut it down pretty easily by saying, no, P.J.'s yeah. our second stringer. Get out of here. And he didn't do that. Uh, he also reiterated that, remember, they are the team that plays their young guys. They did it all last season, yep. and that this falls in line with that. Now, uh, there was a question asked of him about the value of having a veteran there to 
uh, mentor your starter. And he said, yeah. They don't have that. Well, I mean, they have P.J. Uh, Walker. P.J. Walker's not a mentor. Sorry. you got to be a lot more accomplished <laughs> in the league to be a mentor. I would push back on that no matter whose narrative that is. But whether I, don't, I don't buy that at all. But whether it's Peterman yeah. or, or, or P.J. Walker, yeah. you wouldn't argue that they have – no. More to share with Justin Fields than Tyson Bates. Of course those. they do. Of course they do. Right. But that's the Nick Foles role. You know, the guy who's been there. You know, I mean, that's you know. Anyway, I, I don't buy that. I don't buy this, but I don't buy that uh, the mentorship is any kind of a hook for uh, PJ Walker. You want a veteran in there because he's done it before. Yep. A guy who's proven. That's why you want the veteran. I don't think. Um, I don't think. Um, I don't think Fields has that much to learn from. No offense to P.J. Walker, but from P.J. Walker, he's just not as accomplished. Mm-hmm. He's just older and he's been in the league, but how he who's played more games? They're Justin Fields. Started more games in the league. Justin Fields, I wonder. I think Justin Fields could probably help P.J. Walker. But I, but I think Maybe the, he's a mentor. I think the question is if Justin Fields is the one on the field and if you need somebody to stand on the sideline and put a bug in your quarterback's ear as he walks off saying something, you know, saying I identified something about the defense, I, you know, you, know, you need to do X, Y, or Z – I think PJ Walker's probably going to be better at it than well, than he, the rookie from is, than the D two rookie. It's, a, my, it's not. It's not so much. so Eberflus said essentially, yeah, having somebody to help your having a veteran to help out your starter, yeah, that's yeah, that can be helpful too. So I I don't know whether he's bluffing here, but the fact that we even have to have the conversation right. about the is the four million dollar. Yeah. Is the guy we signed for four million dollars yeah. over two years better than the guy we got for free as an undrafted free agent, more or less? Yeah. The fact that that's even a debate is the problem. Yeah, yeah. It has to to to, to put a a twist on an old uh, axiom in, in in the NFL. The team that has a debate about the backup quarterback in the preseason doesn't have a backup quarterback. <laughs> uh, Roshan Johnson. Uh, played again. He, he didn't get the 12 carries that he got in Week One. He got seven this time for 32 yards. Had a long of 14. Potsy, this is the kind of game he should do well in. He's uh, got a better pedigree and is probably going to be a better player than most of these guys out here. But I thought he was one of the one of the guys that you saw suit up today that is going to impact this team. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, you know, again, I don't think there's not much you can say from what he did, but it's better than not doing anything. So. Um, I think he is in the running. I think the way when they're playing um, Deontay Foreman in this game, uh, I think that tells you that uh, that uh, that 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 thing is wide open. And uh, so I think um, they're gonna I, everything I from based on my whole experience, from what I've seen out there, they're gonna give this kid every chance possible to be a factor in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And uh, even Roshan admits he's not there, but he's got a long way to go. But he is encouraged by it, and uh, he's, you know, I think I think he feels like um, that uh, he's a contender as well. You're reading my mind, Potsy. Khalil Herbert starts last week, scores a long touchdown. Uh, Deontay Foreman goes in in the middle of the second quarter. That shows a pretty big gap between what they think of Herbert and what they think of yeah. Foreman. Today, or Saturday, depending on what time you're listening, uh, Herbert doesn't play at all, and Foreman plays a game in which, if you look at the list of all the Bears players, Foreman is more accomplished and older than most. Yes. Does that mean anything? Or do they just need a guy who can carry the ball? No, I think that means something. And like I said, I think it means that it's a, that it's a wide open, that, that thing is a wide open competition. And uh, they don't have a, they're, they're opening, the, the door is open for any running back to step through it. And uh, 
Roshan Johnson is uh, somebody they like a lot, and like I said, will give every opportunity to prove he at least deserves to be in a tandem mm-hmm. uh, with Khalil Herbert. Um, I don't know. Roshan Johnson seems like he's a compliment to almost anybody. Yep. Um, and so I think that's a factor as well. And um, and so yeah, I, I keep an eye on it. This offense is designed for any running back, just like the Green Bay offense, for any running back to be good in it, and for and and for uh, multiple running backs to be good in it. So um, yeah, so stay tuned. And 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 uh, uh, I think the Bears are just uh, kind of hoping that they have. You know, they have the right guys, but I, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's open. I want to ask you three quick questions. I want you to give me quick answers. In, in week one, who has the most carries for the Bears? Uh, Herbert. In week eight, who has the most carries for the Bears? Um, I would say uh, Herbert. In week still. seventeen, who has the most carries for the Bears? I would say Herbert. As yeah, well. Okay, across uh, the board. Okay. Yeah, I think they're giving Roshan Johnson a a a, 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 a bigger load. You know, 12 carries last week, seven in one series this week. I think that's good. But I still don't see him as a kind of a bell cow kind of guy who's going to get uh, the, most, uh, the majority of the carries if their offense is as good as it is. If their offense is as good as it is, I still think Khalil Herbert's going to be their best, their most productive running back mm-hmm. um, just because, you know, he's got speed. And yeah, he's the home run hitter yeah, yeah. out and, of the group, absolutely. And so I think he – so I think he – he will. So I, I know I guess I was supposed to answer Roshan Johnson at some point. Sorry, <laughs> but I didn't play a lot. No, no, but but, uh, I, but I just feel he's I just feel they're gonna be in tandem. But and, there's and, a there's yeah. a reason I phrased it the way I did though. I think Herbert probably has more yards. A, a pitch count. Uh, maybe not pitch yeah. count, maybe that's not the right word, but there's probably a limit on how many times you can run Herbert. Right. I'm not sure that limit exists. Yeah, Roshan, yeah. and it, which yeah. is why I'm at, I yeah. wasn't asking rushing yards; I was asking number of carries. Yeah, you're right. From yeah. a carry standpoint, it's very possible that Roshan could be in the if, if things progress as they seem to be progressing, that he could be the guy with he could be that guy with the uh, uh, you know more of the hardworking uh, carry guy mm-hmm. uh, because he's definitely a rhythm guy. It's interesting; he comes from Texas, where he didn't have very many carries <laughs> at all, relative to most. He's playing behind the best college running back, and yeah, right. Yeah, so now he's uh, he'll be one of those guys who uh, might get more carries uh, per game in the NFL at some point than he did at uh, in college. Like Patrick Williams uh, starting for the Bulls when he couldn't even start at Florida State. We talked. It would, Jason and I talked in, in the most recent podcast episode about. Matt Eberflus deciding to rest select starter spots. And as it turned out, select starters meant... selected them all. Yeah, it meant (laughs) all of them. Uh, Without... I think we know your views on just kind of the watering down of preseason games. Yeah. And maybe not the the preseason writ large, but certainly the preseason games. Is there any... Do you have any... Do you have any doubts about Matt Eberflus's coaching acumen and that he would make a decision like this? Or do you more bemoan the fact that this is just kind of what is done now by most, by a lot of teams? Yeah, yeah. I, no, I think it's the latter. I, I think this is just the way it's going. This is the evolution of preseason football, which is, you know, if it, you know, could cease to exist, you know, in a in a few years the way it's going because it's just not very productive. Well, and, and, and I thought the Eberflus made a good, you know, his enthusiasm for the practices. I think a lot of coaches agree with him that they get more out of practices that don't uh, put their quarterback at risk um, uh, than than they do out of the games. And I think that's that's where the issue is. 
The only question is when you have a developing team like the Bears are, it would just seem that that game speed, uh, pre-season, game, even preseason game speed would be a better a better preparation it has, it has, for the regular season. It has more value than not doing it. Yeah, but. it would seem that way. But, again, now we're in a situation, and we talked about this earlier, um, Amongst ourselves, that you know about when Matt when Matt Nagy only played uh, Trubisky and the starters three three uh, snap uh, was it three snaps something that, like that yeah. yep. I think it's just three snaps in, in twenty eight nineteen and even Nagy said I won't do that again uh, and then COVID hit and he didn't have the opportunity <laughs> to do it but but the point my point is um, th- things have changed so much now that um, I don't think that's as harmful uh, now. If 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 Fields only ends up playing seven snaps or whatever he got, in the, I don't think that's as harmful now as it would have been for Nagy with Trubisky in 2019. Just because the whole league is kind of in the same boat. Yep. And I realize that I know Jordan Love played tonight, uh, Saturday night, uh, for the Packers, and other teams are playing uh, their quarterbacks, but not a whole lot. It's just a, the, the preseason, like I said. I know you don't want me to say this again, but. Uh, it's just so watered down that I don't think. I guess the question. My point is, I don't think the harm is going to be as great. I think. I think. I think Eberflus has a pretty good handle on the co- on being a coach on the coaching aspect. Right. I have to say, I'm even for a guy who's three and fourteen career. Uh, I, I think the idea of being a head coach and running things and do. I think he's pretty good at that. I think he's going to be pretty good at that. So I'm not really questioning that. Um, at the time, it was different for Nagy. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it, it seemed ill-advised. Mm-hmm. But again, like I said, the, 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 the dynamic was different. We asked him after the game what he was going to do next week. He danced around it a little bit, said he'd decide later, uh, made some comment about how they were going to get a lot of good work going up against each other during the he week. He loves practice. But I interpret that as um, I, I, if I had to set the odds, I would think that Next week's going to look a lot like this week. I agree. And, I agree. Um, you know, he did say that they will game plan this week um, as though it were a real game. To me, I interpret that, if we're reading between the lines, as the backups who are going to play against the Bills are going to game plan for the Bills, and the other guys are going to game plan for the game that matters in a couple weeks. Right. I agree. So, did he do that last year? I they believe. They a week ahead. They were a week ahead. Right. And, and for those who care about such things, uh, the Bears are going to have a walkthrough on Monday, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is going to be their regular season schedule. Week, yes. So they're going to treat Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday yeah. as though it were a Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. Friday, because the game gets moved up. That means the meetings are at the same time as the regular season, practices at the same time, interviews with us are at the same time, all that sort of thing. So we're getting closer, Potsy. Um, it's the right approach. Sorry to interrupt. It's the right approach. The question is the same as always. How good is this team? Right. You know, that's that's what that's what is big is concerning. Mm-hmm. Uh, how good is this team, and how good is the rest of the league? Mm-hmm. I think it's a real look. It's looking to me like a really mm-hmm. mediocre league with a lot of good teams at the top, a few good teams at the top, and a lot of winnable games for a lot of teams. This team won th- all three regular or preseason games last year. Then they won two of their first three regular season games. Yeah. The question great. of the question of how good is this team can produce a lot of false positives at yes. this time of year. Yep. So um, that is something to consider as well. Uh, Potsy, any other takeaways? Uh, I won't make you hand out the game balls because I know uh, I, I know you didn't bring them all the way from Illinois. Um, anything else stand out to you? No. Uh, if I got to pick at it and then just overanalyze it. I think the two defensive tackles, Pickens and Dexter. Yep. 
uh, showed progress against, I don't even know who they were, I mean, you know, <laughs> literally don't know who they are playing against. But um, I thought, again. A, a starting offensive line of Skipper, Hambright, Pinter, O'Donnell, yeah, and yeah. Freeland, if you're keeping score. But again, you're talking about two really talented guys. So that's talent is a constant. And so I think there's a better chance that, uh, that they're going to be able to respond to the better ta- mm-hmm. uh, opponent they, they face. And if they, yeah, that, that was a positive. I thought they were both good. Um, and uh, other than that, uh, no, Kyra. Uh, no, no other thoughts actually. Is uh, just can't you know? Get, the, the main thing is same as same as it's been for a while. This gets them a day closer to the start of the season. Cairo Santos made a fifty-yard field goal. I think that's noteworthy. I'd, I'd also tell you that when the Bears sitting five different wide receivers today, that was uh, their. Uh, two healthy starters plus Claypool. Claypool did. We some, saw Claypool. That was. Yeah, a, I thought that was one of he the did some significant running, yeah, things. He did some running and he, and he looked good. Yeah, he looked like he was, you know, unaffected. And Eberflus said, Eberflus uh, said Saturday night that they expect some of their guys who are close to be back on Monday. Uh, we'll see whether Claypool is among them. He looked pretty good. Uh, Valus Jones and and uh, Tyler Scott both missed. I think a pretty good opportunity to play. Is there any fear? And then I'll get you out of here, Potsy. If you are Equinemius St. Brown, and if you were asked to start this game, is there any fear he doesn't make the team? No, I don't have any fear. That I, okay. I think he absolutely will make the team. He's he's uh, he's their kind of guy. He knows this offense. He's he blocks well. He does every he does a lot of things well. I think he's the kind of I think they feel like he's almost like a safety valve. Mm-hmm. You know where they can plug him in in situations like this, and he will uh, and and he'll. He, he gives them a baseline. Actually, I, I lied to you. I'll give you one more. When we talk about Tyson Bajant going out and putting good stuff on tape, yeah. typically you don't want your rookies to do that because that means if you cut them, somebody in the league might go pounce. Yeah. I think that's a pretty rare occurrence with quarterbacks just because you have to go learn a new playbook and you have to go become entrenched. Uh, is there any chance that we look back on Bajant playing the second quarter uh, and marching the team down the field and scoring a touchdown as bad – for the Bears because it puts some audition tape out there that that uh, that would entice another team. No, I don't think there's I don't think there's any chance. Okay, well, I think there is a slight chance, but I, I don't think that's. I'll tell you my my experience in in um, in, tra- in preseason training camp is to worry that oh will this guy get through waivers, and then nobody gets him. You know I over <laughs> I overrate I overrate the guys I'm watching more often than not. So um, shockingly, your average player the Bears cut isn't coveted by the rest of the league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been better lately, but but right. in general, that's my my. There's almost like a bias that you pick up by seeing a guy and thinking, oh, everybody sees. Yeah, I mean, this he to somebody else looking outside, he looks probably just like just another guy. Right. The Bears are in a situation with their backup that all of a sudden, because he looks like he looks comfortable. It, may, it may, might make him look better than he actually is. So. And there's the pedigree issue, too, where GMs don't li- want to bet on a Division II player, probably, uh, because that's typically a bad bet. I don't think there'd been yeah. one, there hasn't been a quarterback drafted from D2 since, like, 1979. So well, quarterback is an interesting situation, interesting position, and, you know, somebody might see some kind of something or whatever mm-hmm. and say, hey, you know, this guy in the right situation. And somebody might have more of a better situation at the front that they can afford to stash this guy and teach him and learn him and let him learn in their system mm-hmm. and be better. You never know if somebody's like that. I mean, who knows? But but anyway, one thing I did want to mention that I think when you were talking about injuries and all the injured players, 
the biggest thing I feel like we're going to see besides who plays in the next in the last preseason game mm-hmm. is they've had a lot of injured players that we're supposed to not be worrying about. <laughs> let's see how many. I'm serious. Yeah, let's, no, let's no see, I like the way you phrase uh, it. Yeah. Let's see how many of these guys end up playing week one because Eberflus has said I, I'm not going to tell you what happened. Or, or even discuss injuries unless I don't, it's I don't long have, term. I don't have to tell you what happened. Well, yeah, yes, yeah. Right. But what we, I think, I think we have gotten to it uh, without even stating it, an understanding of long term meaning. Will he be ready for the first game? I think that's what we said. So let's see how many of these guys, because that is key. Tremaine Edmonds, uh, you know, Claypool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, Demarcus Walker, I guess, is back. Demarcus Walker, we still haven't seen. Uh, uh, oh, Yannick, Brisker, Brisker is huge. Eddie Jackson, we haven't yeah. seen Yannick yeah. Ngakwe. Oh, let's see how many. That, that's that will. Besides, who plays next week? I think the biggest thing, maybe even the biggest thing, is how many of the injured guys because they are a big five, half the defense. Mm-hmm. How many of these guys will end up playing uh, and be healthy for Week One? And that will give us an idea of just how. Uh, well, Eberflus is playing this. And I think that's a good indicator of uh, how trustworthy Eberflus yeah, should be considered, yeah. too. When that's, it, that's my point. Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there'll be a lot to watch for here in the next couple of weeks. The Bears yeah. and the rest of the NFL will start cutting dudes on August 29th. That is a week from Tuesday. Yeah. And then we will inch even closer. Potsy, uh, people can follow us on social media. Do you still call Twitter Twitter or is it X? Um... Yeah, I call it Twitter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Twitter slash X. Uh, you can check us out on the Sun-Times website. I always say the app is great, Potsy, and, uh, and and I'll repeat that. Or please pick up a newspaper if you live in Chicago. Uh, until then, he's Mark Potash. Jason Leisure uh, is far afield. Uh, and I am Patrick Finley. Thanks so much for listening. We will be back again really soon.